Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hegelbahn on Twitter, and I'm here today with the man uh, who, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, here to tell us the truth about Drang Lake. Uh, it's, it's Mr. Felix Biederman himself. Um, it, it's been, it's been actually, it feels like it hasn't been this long, which it's is been like troubling. Four or five years since I've been on. It's been on. years since you've been on this show. Yeah, because I remember it was like three apartments ago when I last recorded <laughs> with you, the Metal Gear episode. I like... That was, like, I lived in a really small place where, like, I just did all my work, like, on a bed. That's a that's a classic New York apartment, though. Like, yeah, it, like, had a, it had, a, like, a lofted bedroom ooh. that had, like, a six-foot ceiling. That place, like, absolutely sucked. I always felt like I got, like, conned into living there. <laughs> I, um, my only time I, when I, the only time I lived in New York, I lived in a, a place in Brooklyn, which was, like, way nicer than I should have been able to get, like... The um the owner definitely was um like mobbed up somehow or another. Like he definitely had like his office just had, you know, a bunch of filing cabinets and a calendar and never got any work done in it, but there'd always be like five or six guys just hanging out in it and stuff. But he loved me and uh so I, I got a pretty nice apartment, but I took the small room and my roommate took the nice room and so the small room ended up like it was it was basically just a closet with my bed in it. So I remember that. It's just like, oh, yeah. That's, that's where what... Mullen lived with me and Amber. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. like that type of room. Yeah. It's like it's a terrible room to live in. It's like it's one of those rooms that you can convince yourself to live in. And then yeah. after you've done it for like a month or two, you're like, this is this is making me like actually go insane. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. make it out of this the same person. Um, yeah, I lived in a, yeah, a bunch of just like awful places like that. Where it's like, you just try not to think about how awful it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of like, it seems like that's what everyone just does in New York all the time. And like, I know it's become a cliche, but I don't know. It's not a city with like a lot of, and I, I know that you are, you're you're extremely Chicago-pilled despite living in New York. Um, so, you know, what, I, what I'm going to say will not come as uh, something controversial to you, I'm, I'm assuming. But when I lived in Chicago, I found like, Getting a nice apartment there was a million times easier. Oh, it is. It, like, absolutely is. I'm, like, I'm getting, like, my first, like, really nice place here. Hell and yeah. it's, like, I can only get it because of COVID. Like, because of people, like, <laughs> leaving where I'm moving to. But COVID's, yeah, no, like, making should... New York, like, the nineteen uh, the 1970s for you. Like, people are just fleeing on mass. I mean, I feel like it's going to go right back up. And I have to sure. do it now. Like, I don't know. All those fucking places cost so much more than, like, any place should. Like, when you just compare it to, like, yeah, a place like Chicago. But, well, I mean, what am I going to do? Not get it? No. I'm going <laughs> yeah, like, to get know. this place that's, like, yeah, it's, like, a would be an acceptable middle-class living situation pretty much anywhere else in the country. But, like, <laughs> you know. It's like it's a it's a weird situation because like you you can complain about it and like I mean I I encourage anyone to complain about it but like it's one of those things where you're also just like well I mean everyone pays these prices at New, in New York so it's not like it's it's not like they're not gonna charge them you know yeah um, exactly like you know these landlords are are not terribly like considerate people uh, traditionally um. Not that they like, I mean, they're just selling a building. Why would they charge you less? So, um, well, I'm glad that you're getting a nice place, dude. That'll be, uh, that'll be great. And I'm it'll sure be an you're interesting, give out it'll be, an, hmm? my, it's going to be my flop era or whatever, oh, yeah. whatever that means. Whatever you just like, go, go, 
go in psycho mode every day. Yeah, I'm. Um, I am. It is. I mean, I actually like. I think I made the decision to do this once I started playing Souls because, like, <laughs> after exploring An Orlando, I was like, dude, I want to live in an evil place. I gotta. And, I like, gotta like either. Either you gotta live in uh, in Gwendolyn's An Orlando, or you just have to go like way down there. Get to the Shadow Keeper, uh, like kill her sister, and like make Anne Orlando dark and evil. Like it's it's one or the other. If you're not living that dream, I don't know. You're right. You got to change. You got to change something. Yeah, I was like, I was like looking at the neighborhood, and I was like, this is exactly like where Gwen would live. If he was a real guy, <laughs> like the Gwen no, of like, Manhattan. Hollowed Gwen or or non hollowed Gwen? Um, not hollowed Gwen. Like Gwen okay, okay. would live. Here. Like it's like he okay. would be like, oh yeah, my daughter can live. looking for colleges for her and stuff (laughs) yeah guinevere definitely went to two i mean like yeah guinevere nyu girl uh gwendolyn where do you think like bard or something oh yeah bard yeah no something a little more something a little bit more like uh alt yeah yeah smith i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah he like sarah lawrence perhaps (laughs) Definitely one of the sisters. I think. I think absolutely. Yeah. We're 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 getting close here. Um, well, in case anyone was wondering what we were talking about, uh, wonder no longer. Uh, I had um, Felix is on now because you've gotten like super into the Soul series. Like you're you're yeah. into you're into the Soulsborne games, and God knows I am too. So uh, why not? Like what what better what better time to 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 get you back on the show? Um, I, so let me ask you. Um, and we, I, I'm actually probably just going to ask you a bunch more about what neighborhoods are, uh, what areas. Like, uh, I, well, let me ask you this now: What is the blight town of uh, of New York City to you? Um, I mean that's that's hard. Um, I think like as, in terms of like shittiest, <laughs> it would be like I don't know, like as far as like most economically deprived, you know, it'd probably have to be like East New York or something. Well, yeah, that's the tough part about Blighttown. It's just like a crummy place because it doesn't seem like there's anything there. So you don't want to shit on the the people who can afford better. But I mean, like, the spiritual Blighttown, rather, where it's like, okay, I don't think this place is, like, deprived. It just, it's, like, as sucks as much as Blighttown, but in real life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say, like, Midtown or, like, Murray Hill. Midtown might be the dreg heap. I see it. I can see it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> underpinned by the dark dregs of humanity. <laughs> it's and like like those areas, like any of the of the poison swamp areas in the Miyazaki game. It like it feels like at a certain point you shouldn't like if you're if you're there past a certain time, like everything's gonna close in on you. Like, yeah, like yeah. Like Midtown past eight, everything closes down. It's like yeah, if you're in the if you're in the poison swamp for longer than uh than like you know two hours at a time, your character is just going to like give up on you at some point. You're going to find some giant roach who's going to just own you and you'll have to, you know, start over again. Yeah. Um, the, the, the midtown cops, I don't know. Maybe upper East side is probably like Lothric upper West side Ooh. and Orlando. I like uh, that. Yeah. Lothric is, I fucking love Lothric. Um, okay. I, what, what about could, Lothric do you love? So like Lothric Castle is probably my favorite level in uh the S3. Okay. And I I like I like it because it's like well this is all the areas like the point of all the areas is that like a once like awe-inspiring and still kind of like awe-inspiring place it's like a really now shitty depressing place but like 
Right. Lothric especially gets that because it's like you're seemingly like in the middle of like a confusing war. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's like so like yeah, there are a bunch of hollows everywhere, which is like yeah, that's that's just like typical, you know, yeah, normal level design. But um, uh, the like the garrisons of knights protecting the twin princes, I love because it's like. It's like, oh, this is the end of this kingdom. Yeah. This is the end of this kingdom. There's no, like, there's no coming back from this of these two, of the Prince Prince uh, Lorian rejecting the flame. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, this is the end of the line. These two aren't, like, burying kids or anything. You just have these, like, fucked up, <laughs> fucked up twins. <laughs> One of them can't talk and his legs fell off. Like, it's, just so thoroughly upsetting. Yeah. And I feel I like the architecture and everything is the most interesting. Like I hate levels like undead, uh, settlement okay. and, uh, um, like any really dungeon level. Like I hate Lothric dungeon. Okay. Because I just, I don't like the feeling. I think it's like good direction in a lot of ways, but I don't like the feeling of being that closed in. I, I, I think like the, the levels and the heights somewhere like un- undead settlement are kind of boring. Same with profane capital. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. This is like a Lothric dungeon or not Lothric dungeon, but Lothric castle is like closed in, but or not closed in that. It's so big and so open feeling. And there's so much actual room for exploration. Like it could be three separate levels. I mean, it kind yeah. of is. Um, well, it's sort of like, I mean, like, so I was, I was talking to uh, you about this before. This is like, so I think I, do, I, I know I don't cite you in the, in the, um, in the dark souls chat. I'm pretty sure I cite our podcast in the, uh, metal gear chapter of my book because it was like one of those things that kind of, kind of got me thinking about it more. Um, but I was thinking about this because one of the things in the book is like, I, I it, sort of thinking through all the games I had, a, I realized I had this problem with, with three, that like all the games were variations on themes, right? Like it's sort of like uh, you familiar with like Commedia dell'arte, like the the old Italian theater uh, at all? No, not really. Uh, yeah, it's, it you don't have to be, but like, the, the 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 basic premise is they would like uh, you know you'd, you'd get like uh, archetypes basically. So you'd get like you know the a particular character, like you know th- this particular jester or this particular like fool or whatever would be in every single play, but different actors would always play them. So it'd always be slightly different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I think about dark souls where like, you know, you get the uh, crestfallen knight in every single game, but he's never the crestfallen knight, right? Like he's only the crestfallen knight really in dark souls. Like in every other game, he's slightly different. Yeah. Um, and with dark souls three sort of coming back and repeating that stuff, I, I like, I have a hard time understanding, like, do I like that? Do I not like it? But your description of Lothar castle, there's actually really helpful to me because like, it's kind of interesting to think about it as like another, like another play on Anne Orlando, right? Like, yeah, that's what like, I mean. Yeah, like people complained about like what the Anne Orlando level is like, where it's like you get people get really excited, but it's actually quite closed in, and there's not a lot of exploration. And it's like they're like, oh, it feels like a shell of its former self, and it's like, yeah, it's almost like that's the point of it. <laughs> that it is a shell of like what Anne Orlando was, but like. Right. Lothric, which is 
like you know a presumably much more recent kingdom and recent place um it's very expansive feeling and it's like you can tell it's good times were much closer to now Mm -hmm. but uh it's yeah it just overall hits better i guess in that way no i agree yeah no that's (laughs) there's just no other way to say it yeah um yeah, no, it's it like there's a, I don't know. Have you played um, Have you played Demon Souls? No, kind of I'm, I'm gonna play that. I have a PS5. I really want. Okay, to. yeah. So one of the things about Demon Souls that I really like, and I think you'll like too, is um, it like it it does that thing too, where like the grandeur of the the places you're you're in um, of Boletaria is like way closer than the grandeur of say like, I mean certainly than the grandeur of say like Undead Burg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You go into Undead Burg, you're like, wow, this place has been real bad for a really long time. Um, I I like Undead Burg. Oh, yeah. I like like, playing it, but it's like it's it's grim. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited for Demon's Souls in that sense, because it like from what I've seen, it just seems like a huge Lothric castle, which like great. In so many ways it is. Yeah. And like definitely the areas in the beginning and sort of like towards the end when you're in Boletaria are like they're just like it feels like you're just in this this like area that isn't it isn't ruined yet it's bad but like you get the feeling like i don't know if you're if you if you do you ever pay attention to the actual sort of like and this is going to sound weird i know like it's hard to play these games and enjoy them without like paying attention to some of the lore right like the lore right. is, is interesting um but like the 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 overarching sort of like initial story where they're like oh like especially at the beginning of the game when they're like oh you know like such and such invited demons upon the land and you know that usually just like I, I usually can't pay attention to it until I'm like pretty far into the game yeah like I can tell yeah. you the plot of all the games but like when you get the opening cinematic like it's like it's it's just kind of generic fantasy stuff on right. purpose that's like three like I I definitely felt that way with because like. I only played three because I like got really into Sekiro and like, yeah, Sekiro mm. is a game where it's like, it starts out the same way. You're like, Oh, the, the samurais conquered a place. And like, now it sucks. Yeah. We've never <laughs> seen that before, but like you actually like go deeper into it and it's like, Oh, this is like, this is a really fucking like actually pretty well done story. As I learned, mm-hmm. like way more straightforward than most from soft stories, but like, Oh yeah. And got a lot of like, people got real mad about that even like, yeah, not interested in 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 doing that uh, which is we're just like well where's the lore man like where where do i get where do i get my lore fix well that's like down there is a lot of lore in Sekiro. It's just like yeah people just get confused because like they didn't have to like cross three invisible walls and like do <laughs> they all didn't this have to read like it. seven seven little uh item descriptions to get yeah. there right I yeah mean, and like yeah lore okay. is still in item descriptions and shit it's just like yeah it's a, it's a different thing but i like i love that game uh because it's like yeah you you think you're getting like generic hack and slash like when i was first you know first picked it up i was like okay this is just like assassin's creed and then you play it and you beat it enough times you're like I mean, like, yeah, it's like good Assassin's Creed. That's why I love it so much. It's like, it's such a flex. Yeah. They're like, yeah, what if we made one of these games and it was good? <laughs> like, you know? No, you're absolutely right. And like, I think, well, first off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just ask: is the, is the, is your new love of apes? Does that come from bonding with the, with the apes in, uh, in Sekiro? I mean, you have to sort of like 
You have to learn to love them in a certain way. The giant apes. It's weird, right? Because it's like, well, your mentor, well, kind of a mentor. I don't know really what you'd call him. Sort Owl? of like the no, um, or the 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 the, the sculptor. Carving. His yeah, name the sculptor. is yeah. His name is orangutan. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah. Everyone has a monk or uh, an animal name, and his is orangutan. There's so like, many monkeys in that game. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I don't know if you did you do the gauntlets in Sekiro. <sighs> What are, remind me what they are. I know, like, so I know I left some content undone. I didn't do, I didn't kill Owl a second time. Um, so I might not have. I did a lot of it. I finished, I finished Ishin and all that, but uh, maybe I didn't. I, I definitely did Demon of Hatred. Well, maybe not. Well, explain them anyway. Okay. Oh, so gauntlets are like, they're the thing that should have been in all of these games. It's a boss mm -hmm. rush mode, basically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where I didn't like, do yeah, it, you but can, I love it. Yeah. You can rest in between bosses, but you just basically have to kill, like, you know, you'll have to do in an easier gauntlet. It'll be like Gyobu Aniwa, uh, Lady Butterfly, and like Genichiro or someone like that. And like, you know, get through them without dying. I mean, you can mm -hmm. do the re die where you resurrect, not just like, not full die. But, right. uh,. <laughs> You, for the harder ones, you get some cool shit. Like, it's the only way you can reskin yourself without a mod. Oh, okay. Is if you beat these. But, like, there's one gauntlet, one of the harder ones. Um, You get this thing called Dragon Flash, which is, like, one of Ishin Ashina's cool moves. Uh, you can destroy any monkey with one of those. <laughs> and you... Have a fucking dragon flash, and I love I, that they. I did that every time to the monkey army, and oh. it felt terrible. Well, listen, like I, I like a friend of mine um, who also for a while ran ran our uh, Twitter, the No Cartridge Twitter. Uh, my friend uh, Talia had a running gag where uh, she would just say, like, you know, like it is X amount of time since uh, you know Sekiro has been released, and Miyazaki still has not patched out the ape. Like the, the, the just like those constant like how like unfair and mean they felt like her, oh her ongoing gag was like yeah well soon soon he'll patch out the ape the ape's got to go soon don't worry well um, that that's what's so weird to me is like now okay so like demon of hatred one of like definitely the hardest like non-human fight in the game and like the ape is, the ape is the same way but it's like now okay I played Bloodborne I played a lot of souls. I played like the Bloodborne DLC. I, I I consider myself now having like have been like caught up on this, right? Yeah, you beat the Orphan of Cause. You can you can say that. Yeah, yeah. I beat Orphan of Cause. I beat Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence is tough. Or Orphan of Cause gave me more trouble, but I know that that's not common. Uh, Orphan of Cause only. I'm really not bragging with this. Orphan of Cause <laughs> took me two tries, whereas like okay, Lawrence and uh, what's his name, uh, the horse guy Ludwig. Yeah. Uh, those combined probably took me like fifty or sixty tries. It's, so just it's like, like the, I clearly are... struggle with like a one type of boss versus another. Yeah, I mean these games are weird that way because like depending on how you play the game, it's just gonna like you you you're gonna come up against these bosses and someone will be like, yeah, like that boss totally like ruined me. I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, and it's like no, no, actually, like that boss was easy for me. What was the boss that was hard for you? Like, what was this one? Like, no, no one has like a. Uh, like outside of you know, um, oh, why am I forgetting their names? Uh, the obvious ones, uh, the 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 two from Man Orlando. Uh, help me out. Oh, uh, 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 Smoke uh, and Ornstein. 
Yeah, the, the one like, Jewish yeah, yeah. guy in Dark Souls, Ornstein. <laughs> he, at least they mm -hmm. make him pretty tough. Like, yeah, but he is a tough. He's like a very a tough, like thin, tall, severe Jewish man. <laughs> I guess who said night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his mom's so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki's playing with stereotypes there. It's just like yeah. It's, it's very, um, but yeah, no, no, no. Like those guys, I think everyone agrees are hard. But, uh, at least yeah. the first time you face them. But like everyone, like from men, I've never heard a consensus on anyone else. Like this is like the hardest boss, or this is the hardest boss. It's always up to your own interpretation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I clearly I, at this point, like I know what I do and don't struggle with. Like with a humanoid type fight where I can parry, I mm -hmm. think I do pretty well just from having like started with Sekiro and like. Did you parry Gwyn? Um, I haven't gotten to Gwyn yet in one. I'm really excited oh, okay. for Gwyn because it's like, you know, I didn't. There's no parry fight at the end of three. There are some awesome fights you can have towards the end game of three, but like the only Gundir is parryable, and you can actually parry. You can parry uh, Lothric, and you can parry uh, the armor, Dragon Slayer mm -hmm. armor. I mean, the another return of Ornstein, but it's like kind of ill-advised like why would you do that with them you can't even like repost uh dragon slayer armor so, like why it's tough like i gotta tell you it's tough to i like this last time around when i beat well, the funny thing about the last time i beat dark souls was um i beat the game i beat the dlc on the night so like that was with uh, artorias who for my money and like this is after having gone through all the games previously before i played two but like you know i, I played you know I played the first Souls game. I played Bloodborne. I played Sekiro. Um, I gotta say, Artorias is like the one that just like I I almost like rage quit so many times. That guy, that guy is brutal in the DLC. But the um, that's why that's like honestly, I would just like I would have probably skipped playing one because like I know all the lore because I'm. Mm -hmm. a a freak who like reads wikipedia's on that <laughs> that's, stuff and, like, no, that's like watches you have, to, all the you have to do that to like souls games in order in yeah. order to become a real fan you have to like find yourself on like fextra life and be like yeah. well, what like what is going on with the, with the with the wolf blood or whatever yeah yeah and like i i mean i wouldn't normally do that like i'm not gonna do that with like yeah assassin's creed to use that example again, but um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it. No. Yeah, like I, um, I'm only doing playing that game to get to the DLC and fight Artorias because it's oh, like, the DLC that's my so favorite tight. favorite type of fight in any game. Like I, it's, I oh, love so that type of thing. So like I loved the Nameless King fight. I love Sister Frida. Just any fast humanoid enemy is yeah. so fun for me. You'll like Gwyn then. Gwyn, I can't like. I couldn't parry Gwyn. It was funny though because like I think I did the DLC and then I beat Gwyn. Like I think we, I think we did like the, you know, the DLC first, then I finished the game and like literally, I don't know, like twenty minutes after I beat Gwyn, um, my son uh, was born. So it was, like, <laughs> really, it That's was awesome. Really, it was a ruled. fucking yeah, good it day. Like, it's like one of those things that like I can't really like. It's not. It's not something that like I could tell my family. Like they all know, know why. That's yeah, no one's gonna understand but, like, that. But it was pretty funny because like I just I was like ah I finished that again. I did it on stream. This is great. And then like my wife called me. I was like oh, I gotta go. I guess I guess like my son's coming. So like that, <laughs> yeah, he, that was is, awesome. Are you that, gonna tell your son that one day? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to. make sure he. So okay. Wait. The the the, the question has to be asked. Did you decide to? 
uh, snuff the fire or uh, um, maintain the fire? Did you link the fires or did you snuff them out? I uh, so in the my my first playthrough of DS3 that I've done, I uh, usurped the fire because I did okay. the I did the Yuria quest because I was like. I was very insecure about my ability to play this game, so I did the thing where I get hollowing levels and smart. smart. I wanted I did end up giving the firekeeper her eyes, but I didn't summon her. I wanna do that the next playthrough. But I feel like I feel like that's a good personality test, like whether you you uh either take the fire out or relink the flame. Because and like, it's almost always play... the same yeah, quest. Yeah. Like even even in Demon Souls where you don't really have that choice, it's it's the because there's not really the it's not quite the same story. It's before like the flames enter into it. Like I think even there, the basic basically the question is like, okay, so do you keep this world afloat or do you just like do you do you toast it? Um, I yeah, I I feel like that's a good test of like what type of a person someone is because I mean I don't see how someone can play the entire game of DS3 and be like, yeah, baby, let's keep this going. This shit's <laughs> okay. awesome. Let's go, baby. I was hoping Link you'd that say flame. that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. I don't. Yeah, getting getting through like getting through Dark Souls and being like, well, should I should I become Gwyn? It's like absolutely not. Like, yeah, no, no. Like Gwyn's. No, no one should be Gwyn. Gwyn is the most depressing guy in the like. Gwyn's family like doesn't talk to him. <laughs> like Gwyn, like Gwyn's daughter moved away. Like, Gwyn got like super into Q and like just uh yeah like, basically like, yeah he wouldn't wouldn't stop talking about what uh what uh, Framped had posted on uh, 8chan yeah um, yeah no it's, it's like yeah Q's yeah. rough or <laughs> Q's rough uh, Gwyn's rough Gwyn's kids moved away like you kill his son and he's like. Doesn't really like know or care about it. Like, <laughs> Gwyn's so, like fuck Gwyn's life. It's terrible. Yeah, no. Like uh, honestly, like the yeah, the only person in that game that I think you and like I, I've seen people complain about him before, but I think it's because like, and I think a lot of the complaints about, um, you know the uh, and I'm you'll I'm, I'm terrible with names unfortunately, but like I know who I'm talking about the uh, the you know the praise the sun guy. Um, oh yeah, Solaire. Yeah, Solaire. Thank you. Um, like. People complain about Solaire because like everyone's like, oh, Solaire, he's great. He's like, he's so cool. He's like the he's like the happiest bro in the game. And it's like that guy is so tragic. <laughs> it's like he's the most thing. mentally ill guy in the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, he's, he's, yeah, he's the only one who knows he really is Gwyn's son. And like all he gets for it is infect infested by the worst uh, parasite in the game. Mm. So sad, man. Wait, is he Gwyn's son? Because I thought that was like the point of Nameless King was to be like, no, this guy's just delusional. He's not Gwyn's son. Oh yeah, son. that's a good. I don't know. Like I've I've always kind of like I guess I've been sort of like let's see, I'm gonna look this up. Is Solaire Gwyn's son? Oh yeah, <coughs> so everyone's everyone's asking the question. Um, that's actually the most asked question on Google. Oh, Solaire is canonically <laughs> it is. It's like it's right under there. Other than am I pregnant? <laughs> Um, let's see. Okay, so this comes from the strategy guide. I'm reading this in the Dark Souls Reddit. Uh, this is from seven years ago. This is some. This is some. Uh, some fire from back when. Uh, back when the internet was a little cooler. Um, all right. So this is from From's Lore Bible. Uh, the lore deck shows item descriptions that can provide insight into different characters. The items Sunlight Parma and Sunlight Metal are not labeled as having to do with Solaire, but as having to do with the firstborn son of Lord Gwyn. Oh, okay. 
Um, I, I mean, don't know Gwyn if that did, did that, have, but he did have like a lot of kids. That is one. <laughs> That's thing. true. Yeah, he, he's got kind of like a Zeus thing going on that way. Um, yeah, yeah. Popping him out. Who do you? I mean, now that we're talking, like I th- feel like. That's the thing I have the beat on the most. Who's Priscilla's mom and who's Gwen's wife? Whew. Because it's like, yeah, they just conspicuously like never tell you. Yeah, no, I, I never really thought about Gwen's wife, but like, I mean, I guess like maybe the point of that is like it's all like all of the. I know, because like, like so like all of his all of his kids after the fact are like. You know, you're looking at them and their their reflections or 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 you know mirages or whatever. But like, <coughs> that's not what they always were. No, so, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Gwyn's wife is. Is it? It's Framped, right? It's the I, big I old don't... snake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I just. <clears throat> I I'm don't sure. know. I wonder. That's one of those things where so like. One of the reasons that I think the uh, like thinking about lore and this stuff is like super interesting, like it, stuff like this, people have like done. Uh, who, not who is Gwyneth Paltrow married to? Who is Gwyn? <coughs> uh, who is Gwyn's wife? They, they should have given Gwyn name. a last name. Like his last name <laughs> should it should have just been one of those like bad German last names. Yeah, no, Gw- Gwyn Gwendolyn. <laughs> it's like why is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> However, okay, so someone says <laughs> this is a Reddit Dark Souls lore. The question is, who is Gwyn's wife? Does he even have one? Um, it's never mentioned all that much. There's one statue somewhere in the first Dark Souls of a woman holding a baby. Um, that's not super helpful. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like Valka, kind of goddess of sin. That's interesting. Oh that yeah, like, no, I've heard that it's Velka. I've heard people say that. I could see that. That that's yeah. an interesting theory, at least. I, I I'll I'll get behind that. I it's better than like there was a statue of a woman holding a baby. Like, yeah, that that's kind of spurious. Yeah, I, I, like come on. There's like there's a lot of statues in the game, man. Like, yeah, like, pretty spurious. Um, I buy Velka. I yeah. Oh oh. So are you of the opinion that the um that the uh, the fight with the uh, dog is the saddest fight in Dark Souls? With Sif? Yeah, it's Sif, gotta be, yeah. right? It's it's brutal. It's super sad. Um, yeah, do, do you know if you... There is apparently one thing you can do where, like, if you... If you're, like, a, you've done enough, like, tasks, you, uh... He sniffs your hand and then cries and runs away and the fight starts and it's like, the fuck kind of reward is that? <laughs> the dog just... Yeah, just making this sadder. You're you're too horrible for Sif to love, so yeah. you don't have to kill her. Oh god, that's that's so grim. I don't know why anyone would do that. I mean, I guess Souls fans are like already masochistic. Yeah, no, for sure. Um and that's kind of the I think that's kind of the point for them. Um God. So let me ask you, like a lot of people have a lot of people have a um a lot of theories about this game, obviously. But I'm wondering, like, what... How do you understand the game, like, operating? Like, how do you understand, like, this game as, like, a, a, a thing that makes meaning? Like, what does it... Like, what does it do to, like, produce a claim or, like, 
uh, uh, an aesthetic or, or anything really. Like, I guess like how does how does this game work in your mind to like be memorable and interesting and like productive of like a an overall mood? Um. Okay, so I would say it's like the first thing that I kind of like noticed about this game, right, is the size of your guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like your guy's just a little guy. And I thought at first it's like, oh, you're just fighting these huge, fucked up giant creatures. And then, um, so this is, this is something you only, uh, I guess it only occurred to me after I started playing, uh, Sekiro. But so when you play Sekiro and you do the gauntlets, you do the boss rush modes, there are these variations on the bosses called like inner, whatever the boss is. And it'll be like, okay, if yeah. you fought Ishin, there'll be like an inner Ishin or an inner owl or an inner whatever. That's like, like when you like the, the sort of version of them you would see like in uh, in the recollections, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And okay. if you read their descriptions, I like learn to start reading descriptions for everything in, in these games. Very smart. And it's like, okay, so when you read the description for like inner father, it's like owl's memory of him fighting his mentor and his father. One of the like, you know, one of the worst events of his life or something like that. And then it's like, I kind of got their direction philosophy. Like the direction with Sekiro is like that you, you start off feeling powerless. Like you remember in the first cutscene with Genichiro, you're like fumbling for your sword. That's like a yeah, thing right. by the video put it out. But the final time you face him, you're like, all right, let's get this over with. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, like it even it even like feels like a power fantasy where it's like where it's set on that like field with all the lightning and everything. Like, oh no, that's Ishin with Genichiro. Yes, yeah, I mean, still like in that like up yeah. on the top of the of the palace and everything. Like, yeah, it's 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 totally different. But like, but I, I thought that was so interesting. Like creating a new memory, new boss based off the idea that our memories are faulty and we're going to build things up like that in our memory. Like, for depending on how, like, awful the memory is for Wolf, he's going to be like, I remember Genichiro or, like, Owl is, like, tougher than it actually was, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I realized, so I sort of, I pieced this together as I was playing DS3 and I got to the Prince Lothric fight, and it's like, you sort of realize that most of the humanoid enemies are, like, far bigger than you. And it's like, if you actually put the Lothric, the younger Prince Lothric, and your character model side by side, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> either you're about, like, two foot eight, and he's normal size, <laughs> or, like, you're normal size, and he's, like, 20 feet tall. But the right. point of that is, it's like, you've, like, you're so overpowered by all this. Of course, you're going to see Prince Lothric as being far bigger than he actually is. That's or even maybe like more, maybe even like the same thing with Gwyn or the same right. thing with a lot like nameless King, like the scale of all these things is you just like a guy who couldn't even die. Right. Like they're going to appear a lot bigger as you, as they actually are. And then I realized the direction philosophy of these games and like everything that I used to just be like, Oh, that's an unfortunate side effect. Like in bloodborne, like when I would have to farm blood vials and shit before I learned a more yeah. efficient way of doing that. Um, that's direction. Like with Bloodborne, you're everything's supposed to be scarce and frantic and collapsing in on you. And it's not necessarily a survival horror game, but it it does have like those horror elements that I actually do yeah. like, even though it's not a genre I love. And with Dark Souls, it's that 
you're supposed to feel completely fucking insignificant. And yeah, but that's like that's what makes everything in the game feel worthwhile. That's why like when you're able to kill Nameless King or Frida or or Gale, it's like the best feeling you can have in gaming because you've just you've spent the 20 hours prior to that thinking about how fucking powerless you are. And right. How insignificant and how like just tiny you are. And yeah, I haven't really thought about yeah. it that way. Like cuz cuz like people talk about that all the time in terms of in terms of like the the way you die so often, right? Like the, yeah. the idea of like die die again makes you like, oh, you know, like you're you're you know, what you go through is pointless. Like, you know, every single step you take is like another you know, pointless step and you just have to, you have to like, you know, embrace being insignificant. Um, and, and I, I see what they mean, but like that also leads to the, the arguments about like dark souls is about depression, which I, I I don't agree with that. I, yeah, I just don't like, I, you know, if, if it helps someone with depression, that's good. That's fine with me. Like that's more power to them. But like, I've never thought the games were about depression. I've never thought the games were about anything like that. Cause it's like, I it find that a little more... ridiculous. Like, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I know I can, I can understand that. I've never read like a good version of it, to be honest with you. Um, it's popular, but I've only ever seen it in sort of like unsatisfying ways. But like, I think, I think the, you know, like the idea of the difficulty not being the thing that like the actual point of it is, you know, y- you're, you're looking at yourself as like within this world, even within the art design is insignificant. Like, that's really cool. Like I've never really... Yeah never really thought about the art design that way, but I think you're absolutely right. Like, I... There are things in the game that I, like, would probably hate it gameplay-wise in other games. Like, did you play the DLC? For? Uh, DS3. No. So, in the DLC, uh, you... In Arendelle. Arendelle is my probably favorite levels level of the DLC. I, okay. I love snow levels. But... <laughs> To get to one of the bosses to like really progress the DLC and like get really what people consider the f- the final ending to the series, this is a necessary mm-hmm. step. You have to like platform down a bunch of branches, oh. and like everyone hates any platforming thing in, in these games because it sucks. Like, well, yeah, the games aren't built for it. They're not they, built they just for aren't. it, and it's like I, but I took a different thought on this kind of. When I played Sekiro, and I, I realized, oh, they can do this really well if they wanted to. <laughs> the point, point. The point isn't, like, it's not supposed to be fun. It's, like, another ordeal you have to go through. Like, how ridiculous are you that you have to jump down these fucking branches while being, like, <laughs> obliterated by arrows? Like, because before that, like, I, I sort of put into context of what I was being told before that, which is... You talk to uh, this knight Wilhelm. Uh, mm-hmm. Wilhelm is, is Wilhelm the the version of uh, of the Onion Knight in that game, or that's that's no that's Wilhelm's a, a prick. <laughs> okay, Wilhelm's a okay. huge prick, but he gives you one of the best weapons in the game after you kill him. Naturally, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's after Frida sort of like nicely tells you to go home, and if you're doing the Lord of Londor ending plotline, she'll be like, "You're the Lord of Londor. You have to tend to your subjects. Like, please leave us be." And um, Wilhelm is like, if you stay, if you fucking poke around here much longer, this could be uh, curiosity. Could be your cross, basically. Mm, mm. And it's like, while you're going down those branches and hating it, it's like, 
I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> He's kind of right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it. I I never really thought about that because, like, of course, like the platforming in Sekiro is great. Like, it it feels Amazing. good. It like it, it. I've never I never disliked it. And the platforming in Dark Souls is awful. And like, there's this there's this fight people point to in Sekiro a lot. It, it and I I mean, you'll know it. It's when the um you're, you fight that that knight who's looking for his son on the I bridge. I love that fight. It's a great fight. Um, it's a great fight because it is, um, it's so imaginative and you like, you, you have to run into it like a brick wall a few times being like, I can't hurt this guy. What, what am I supposed to do? And then you realize like, oh, I get it. You do like, fine. But like, I've seen people talk about that as like Sekiro dealing with Dark Souls and I get it in a certain way. But again, like, I think, I think a lot of people like to make really bold claims about what these series are doing as if they're not like, as if they're not like sort of like carefully directed like work uh, like the work of like a number of people doing different things like obviously Miyazaki is kind of the auteur but like there's a lot of stuff going into these like there's a lot of themes and a lot of like I mean they're they're big projects they're they're projects on their own and so like distilling them down to like a single theme or something like that is always always seems unfair to me yeah but um but like there's there's this I've seen I've seen like articles about like you know that that fight is like Sekiro you know throwing away like the history of dark souls, like, like embrace from software, embracing the sort of new samurai myth. And to me, it's more like, well, I've, it, that's never been satisfactory to me, but I think one of the things that you're saying now that really kind of clicks for me is like this idea that it, it, it's more about just like showing the difference, like showing like, you know, Wolf goes into that fight and he can't hurt him. And like it, it does, you do feel powerless at that point, but then you sort of see the knight kind of like struggling to move and you're like, Oh, that's like, that's a constitutive part of that person. Like you, you can't wear that armor and move normally. And yeah. just like Wolf can't be who he is and like, you know, be like a powerhouse against someone in armor. Like both are sort of dealing with their own limitations. And like thinking about the games that way is so, I don't know, that's so rewarding. Right, right. And it's like, that was a wall for a lot of people. And it's, so it's interesting to see it interpreted that way as like, oh, it's FromSoft saying fuck Dark Souls. It's like, <laughs> No, not really, considering, like, a lot of people saw it as, like, a sort of mid-game skill wall. But, um, actually, that fight's really easy, and it's, like, the only use of this, really, if you get, uh, Praying Strikes. Oh, Which is in the Senpo esoteric text. I think, I think I did get those and then just never used them. Like, a lot of, like, special moves, I've... I just I loved having them, but I never really used them. They're actually like awesome against the, against the okay. knight. I never used them again because there's so much like better and more practical combat arts. But like, there's this guy on YouTube. There are two guys on YouTube who play Sekiro a lot that I watch. Uh, one of them is this guy uh, Ong Ball, and the other is this guy Doctor Get Good. And uh, one of them showed like just destroying the night with that. And I was found it cool. I went to to go back and try it myself. I wish that game had mini boss rush. Like I'm very happy. One of these games had boss rush and I hope in their future projects, they do more of that because I love it. Like the boss. Elden ring should have boss rush. I agree. Should like if it ever comes out, but like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like it is, I don't know, like the bosses, you know, there is something really powerful about the bosses only showing up the once or whatever. But like, I feel like on some level, once they had that memory element to Sekiro, 
they were able to kind of embrace that and be like, yeah, all right, bring them all back. Like, let's do it again. Like, what's the, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to, how are we going to do it this time? And like, you know, in Dark Souls, yeah, I get that it's sort of like a, um, there's something almost unsatisfactory about the idea of seeing, I don't know, like, um, I don't know of seeing like, uh, uh, well, let's say Gwyn, like the idea of like replaying Gwyn, right? There's something yeah. that feels weird about that. But on the other hand, like there's something that's really cool about it too. And uh, Sekiro to me just feels like that moment where From was like, okay, we're going to embrace the cool stuff too. Like this is going to be serious and like the plot stuff's going to be there too, but we're also just going to like really lean into the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I'm kind of interested. Did you see that that thing they said about uh, Elden Ring where it's like, they sort of acknowledge that the point of uh, uh, like souls is that you you feel powerless, mm-hmm. I did almost not. worthless, and that in Elden Ring it's like basically you're they want you to feel like the legend, like you you're Gwen oh interesting or you're like whoever, like yeah right. So I I wanna I'm interested Ooh. to see what what's gonna happen with that. I'll go along with it. It does. It does kind of worry me, though. That's like, boy, that's that's a little that's bold. Um, I do like I I for whatever reason, I've had this this article when you said that I thought maybe it was this one. This article bookmarked from uh, PC Gamer forever. It's not like a particularly it's a fine article. It's not like there are like two things in it that I find interesting. Did you hear? So do you know the story? Let me start this. So like the the article, for whatever reason, uh, I have it bookmarked. The the uh, headline is. Dark Souls director Hidetaki Miyazaki, quote, the world is generally a wasteland, which I really like. <laughs> seems like, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's that's what he thinks. Yeah, um, that's not surprising that he thinks that. <laughs> like, he says, if it, uh, to pick personally, that from any game developer. Yeah, personally, he says, a world that is happy and bright is something that just doesn't feel realistic to me. It may sound like I have a trauma or something, but I believe that the world is generally a wasteland that is not kind to us. That's just the way I see it. it's great it's such a good quote i mean Um, but it's also like okay having played these games it's like there are a bunch of levels i love in every from game but it's like there are very few levels i would consider not wasteland oh yeah like they're kind of like by and large like disgusting places even in sekiro where like you have some places that are kind of like out and out beautiful uh, most of that game is just like scungy like yeah, gross yeah. and weird. Yeah, and even like even like somewhere that is like breathtaking, like uh, Fountainhead Palace, is still at the end of the day, kind of scuzzy and falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the 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 areas with the apes are beautiful to me, but of course, yeah. like you get like the sort of like tragedy and madness of the apes, and then the uh, the the gun women and stuff like that. Like that's all beautiful, but it's also so sad. Like. I mean, what do you make of that other than, like, well, this is a mixed bag? Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, yeah. Like, Sekiro is definitely, like, a better-to-look-at game. In, sure. In, in a lot of ways. Like, it, it represents an interesting path forward. Like, I don't love how uniform the color palette is in a lot of DS3, even though there are some, like, individual levels I think are amazing. But um, I I hope their level design goes in the Sekiro direction. Because, like, I... Like, just Ashina Outskirts is an entry level versus, like, yeah, Undead Settlement or... I guess Central Yarnum is good. Central Yarnum's pretty interesting. Yeah, that yeah. that gave me... So, I actually played that... 
I played Bloodborne right after I played right after I finished Sekiro. So I I was late to Bloodborne. So I played it after I had beaten Dark Souls for the first time and after I had beaten Sekiro. And so like and after I beat I think after I beat Demon Souls too. Um I was just like, oh, I'll I'll try Bloodborne now, I guess. And um you know, like everyone was telling me how good it was and I eventually agreed with them. But like because I had Sekiro like so ingrained in my playstyle, I got murdered in Central Yarnum. Like, yeah, it took me like an hour to get my like sense back of how to play that game. Like, I would just like run into a crowd, which is like <laughs> I, I, always, I always did in Sekiro. If you were like, well, "This is a stealth game, Trev. Like, what are you doing?" I'd be like, "No, it's cool. Like, you'll you'll be fine. Just run into the crowd." Um, and like it. It works in Sekiro. It does not work in uh, in Bloodborne. You get killed instantly by like trash mobs, and I, I was just like, "Oh, I'd suck at this game now." I don't. I don't know what I'm doing, and like that was that was frustrating. But like also, it's such a good introduction to that to the game. Like it's such a good introduction to the way the game works that it would make you like struggle that way. Like that's yeah, so smart. Yeah, no, I uh, that's something I love about Bloodborne is you I mean, there's one option for a shield. It uh, I don't recommend it. The wooden shield. No, I wouldn't. Like, why yeah, not? It's, it's just, not very like, good. Yeah. Why not just have a gun? Yeah, well, your shield is your gun, essentially, like the, yeah. the parry even in that. Um, did you get did you get at all into the um, the, the the procedurally generated dungeons like those? Like, oh, yeah. Scummy. OK. Yeah, those are pretty interesting. Like, and I got super into those. And and honestly, like the the flow and artistry of the game, I think, comes out there. Even though those are repetitive and annoying and stuff in some ways, I don't know. Like in some ways, it just like it just works. I I I feel like they were sort of like unfairly shit on in a few ways. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I kind of like them. Like I I don't want to play like I don't want to play them for like two or three hours in a row. But I I like them as a way to get like you know, weapons that you wouldn't normally get. Like, if you want to get, like, a version of the Rikoyu that has different gem slots, that seems like a pretty good way to have you do it. Um, yeah, for sure. There are a lot of enemies... I feel like most enemies in that game... It's a very unique game in this way, in that, like, the enemies aren't, like, annoying. <laughs> like, they're not... I don't hate... There's a, most of them I don't hate fighting. There are a lot yeah, of enemies no, the in same Dark here. Souls, and I'm like, oh, Christ, this again. <laughs> I, I like. I actually came to love the uh, those weird painting guys at the like. I, I don't know why I call them painting guys. It looks like because they're wearing stuff that you'd wear if you you were a painter. Um, for, for a really <laughs> dumb reason, I call them painting guys in the in the uh, rafters in In Orlando who like just like snipe you. Yeah. Um, they're annoying, but I, I kind of grew to love them because like they're so ridiculous. Like it's just like yeah. why are these guys why are they why are these guys here and messing up my messing up my run here? This is so irritating. And uh, it's just like that's just because that's who they are, man. Like they just they love they love being there. Um but yeah, no, there's like I I love I love those areas in in Bloodborne 2 because like they just have so much there. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a there's a group of people um, I got to know a little bit uh, who who post under the the YouTube name the Snack Covenant, which I think is is good. Um, but yeah, uh, so, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Sophie and Sin, and uh, and they like they've done like deep deep like re- like looking into the code of Bloodborne and stuff like that, and finding like 
like there's like clear elements in there that suggest it was going to be Demon Souls 2. There's like like at the bottom of those dungeons in like certain places you can make like absolutely bizarre stuff spawn. Like I just think it's cool when there's like I never really thought about this like in in terms of my appreciation of these games, but I guess it's true with Bloodborne and Sekiro like I like when these games get a place to explore outside of, you know, what a Souls game typically is. Yes. Like yeah, you get a procedurally absolutely. generated dungeon or whatever. Yeah. Like they just have to have, get to have fun a little bit. I mean, I, I love that. I wish they would just like do boss rush because like if they're looking, looking for a problem on how to like solve, solve the issue of like replayability and that value and everything. Like I got you right there. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've thought of it for you. But yeah, um, no, for, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you, but, you could play Bloodborne forever, literally. But I mean, like I. I um, yeah, no, I like that they tried a new look that way. I hope they stick with Boss Rush, though. I definitely prefer Boss Rush to the procedurally generated dungeons. But I don't know. I, I didn't hate them as much. Like a lot of people fucking hate them. Like the, yeah. I, I watched a walkthrough for it because it was like. I was so lost in what to do with it at first after Sekiro, even though I think it's like, it's probably the best thing you can play after Sekiro. If that's your first from game in some ways. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Like it'll, it'll screw you over at first. Like you'll have a hard time with it, but like you'll, you'll end up appreciating it in, in the right way. I would say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope they, because yeah, you, there is a problem you get with these games and like specific games. Like I've had this specifically with like, I had it first with Sekiro, then I had it with Bloodborne, then I had it with, uh, you know, Dark Souls 3, where it's like, you have trouble even playing like other From games. Sometimes you're just, it's like stuck with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no. And like, I think, you know, I think the, so I'm a, I'm a, Dark Souls 2 apologist. I don't know if you've played that game or not. I'm excited to play it. Like Andrew Hudson, same way about it. Oh yeah. No, he, yeah. I mean I, I agree with him. Like it it is like it's a neat game. Like it it's like it's so different than any of the other Dark Souls and like it has its problems. Like it it feels a little meandering at times like a big game would. But like it just like it goes in so many different directions. That, like, you can't help but love seeing it. I guess this is it. Like, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Dark Souls 3 feel like they're of a, of a, of a single mind in some ways. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, this is a single approach. Whereas Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, and um, Sekiro feel like they're variations on that theme within FromSoft. And, of course, FromSoft has, like, a ton of other stuff, too, like Chrome Hounds or Armored Core or whatever. But, like, those games, like, those three games feel a little different. Whereas like demons, Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3 feel like they're part of a, a thing. And I think yeah. like, what I love about Dark Souls 2 that everyone got so pissed about is like it doesn't really feel like a follow up to Dark Souls. It feels like Miyazaki just picked a, a totally different world and was like, all right, let's do this. Like this is Drank Lake is totally different now. Like we're just going to do this. Like you're never you're not going to know what this with this place is like. There's like petrified statues that you need. There's like weird like pieces of wood you have to buy and stuff like let's get crazy um it's cool like it's it's a it's a neat game for that uh like just for being different yeah no i i there's a lot of stuff with it that like looks interesting that i'm genuinely intrigued by i think you'll like it like i think there's it's it's 
it's tough to recommend to someone who doesn't already really like um, the uh, like um, Souls games a lot. But on the other hand, like if you appreciate the kind of like good and bad parts of Souls or like the part that's, that's not even the way to say it, like the parts that feel very polished and the parts that feel like they're going for something and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like, yeah, that's a game for you. No, yeah, I, I'm into it. I'm into the idea of playing it. Sick. Um, so let me ask. I, I got a couple of important questions. First important question: um, What is your uh, favorite boss of of all these? I'm going to make it extremely unfair of uh, any of the FromSoft games you've played. Um, that's really tough. I know um, it's it's like yeah, and and like you know it's. It, uh, it's okay. I won't. If you change your mind in like five minutes, I'll 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 appreciate and understand. But just like in yourself right now, if you had to be honest, what's what was your, what was your favorite boss experience? It might have been Ishin Sword Saint. Like okay. it has the best boss arena for an end game fight. Oh, even though I, I God, it's so good. Yeah, even though I adore uh, what's it called uh, the Kiln of the First Flame, I. Like it's so the music, the sound of it, the just the look of it, very MGS three actually. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right. This it does it actually does kind of reflect the last fight in uh, in MGS three. That's true. Yeah, and it's also like it's really like two of the three endings you can get from that juncture are pretty sad. I mean, you can get the one non-sad and therefore, like, I don't agree with it ending of the game, the homecoming <laughs> ending. I think purification is, like, the closest to, like, a real ending mm-hmm. of Sekiro. Like, if I... I buy it. Yeah, if I, like, really have to go with, like, what's the vibe of this game? It's that. It's cutting your own head off in front of a child and then crying for the first <laughs> time in your life. And you're just dying. But uh, it's, like, yeah, no, I just... And, like, yeah, Ishin is just, he's sort of duty-bound to fight you, but there's no real ill will. He's just a weird old man, and this is, like, the only thing he likes doing, and he finally got to yeah. come back as his prime self. Yeah, I love no. that fight, too, because it's, like, that's one of my, that's absolutely a top three for me. Like, I, I have no trouble saying it. Like, it, I think what's cool about that fight, too, is it is so... Like it, it, it makes you, and I've had, I've known a lot of people who have just given up at that fight with Sekiro. Like it, it is hard. And like, I think one of the things about the fight that's hard is like, it just asks you to do your very best. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to just be able to handle every element of the game that it's asked you to do before. And if you can do that, it's fine. But if you can't, you're going to have a really hard time with Ishin. And, like, I think, like, even, like, the lightning reverse that you actually have to figure out how to do that, that, like, which, like, I mean, for the for almost the entire game, I was like, yeah, no way I'm ever going to learn how to do lightning reverse. Give me a break. Oh, there's, um, there's, um, there's a fucking awesome thing. This is another thing you get with uh, doing a gauntlet. There's this thing called Sakura Dance that it only costs one spirit emblem. Ooh. Really, like, really good just combat art in general just to use like you go super high in the air and spin around like looks really cool but it also automatically lightning reversals for you oh nice. yeah you just r1 l1 when you see the lightning coming down and boom oh, that's badass it's pretty I mean, sick. again though i do i i i don't know if i felt more uh 
accomplished in any video game that I can remember a long time ago than when I like <laughs> than when I actually pulled that off with Ishid. Like just pulling oh, off lightning great reverse. Feeling. Yeah, because it's it's so hard, and then you pull it off, and you're like, "Oh, I just completely yeah. wrecked this guy. This is amazing." Well, yeah, um, depending yeah, that... depending on how much like lightning reversal you, how good good you've gotten at it, like that third phase can either be horrifying or it's like, "Oh, you're just gonna give me like half your boss your bar for free." Right. It was horrifying to me until I until I like gave up and learned to love lightning reverse, and then like. You know, I, I was able to do it. I played that whole game on stream, which was like a weird experience. Oh, that's but like which playthrough? First playthrough? First playthrough. Yeah, I would have um, never done that. I was on new was... game four or five, I think. <laughs> it was it was a cool experience because like, I mean, the game had just come out. So at least I had like, you know, the the plausible deniability that everyone had. Oh, like, yeah. Well, this game's brand new. Like, who knows? But like, I, I think like one of the cool things about it was like you could you could watch everyone responding to like your particular stubbornness and i think like in mm -hmm. some ways i mean in some ways these games are like deeply solitary and i think that's cool too but like it, it is cool to have people witness like what you are worst at adapting in a fromsoft game cuz in a soulsborne game cuz like that is what is always going to screw you over. Like, are you too aggressive in Dark Souls? Like, I, I certainly am. I always go for that last hit, hit point when I know I should dodge instead. Kills me every time. And, like, if you can't get past that, you're going to have such a bad time. And, like, that, like, having other people be able to, like, see you, like, make the same mistake again and again is is enlightening in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, no. I I mean, that's, like... The fun of these games is like, yeah, when I first was looking into playing Dark Souls after playing uh, uh, Sekiro, like they're so mm. different that I was like, how do you even like get good at these? <laughs> like it just, I didn't understand what I was seeing. And the process of like understanding how you play a boss fight well, because yeah, like if you don't, all of them, Sekiro is the only one that I think like looks impressive if played super well. Like Bloodborne can because of how cool the parries are. But yeah generally like there's not a lot you can do but uh or there's not a lot that looks that cool like playing um sure yeah playing you could, like you could pull off some cool moves but most of the times they're kind of like unintentional <laughs> yeah or like dark eater mid-ear like if someone plays that well it just looks ridiculous like you're just right, rolling right. around like an asshole like if someone doesn't know <laughs> what this game is it's like they're like okay what the fuck am i watching <laughs> what are you doing yeah <laughs> right did you mean to win that fight? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's um, yeah, they're amazing for that reason. In that, like, they're not self-evidently great, you know? Right. Like, if right. you had just seen them, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is an amazing, amazing gameplay experience." Sakura, yeah, sure, no. but everything else, like Bloodborne's like thirty frames a second. <laughs> Yeah, it 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 lags. I'm but there's something like I don't know. I've never actually loved that that it that it lags sometimes, but some people yeah. will say that it's charming. I've never really gotten there myself. I would love to have it like play play smoothly. I do I grew love to the, like it. I I grew to like all parts of that game, but I'll yeah. um I'm a little more like uh I'm kind of a, a, a an evangelist when it comes to uh demon souls like i'm i'm, I'm a so little skeptical i'm gonna like it on 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 five like i'm I'm worried it's not gonna look grungy enough for me 
Um, which is like a like an asshole thing to say, but like I don't know. It's kind of no. I, I get what you, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean because I think it's just as ridiculous to go the opposite direction. Like I, mm. one of the reasons I'm having trouble getting into Dark Souls one in the way that I've gotten into three is um, I still find so much of three breathtaking. Mm. And uh, I just yeah no. Um, I guess it's I'll hard. feel yeah, I'll, I guess I'll feel different when I go to Anne Orlando. In one. Anne Orlando is amazing. I I really think just like power through you're gonna you're gonna find it would be. It's hard for me to imagine that someone who really enjoys these games would not find the last fight kind of breathtaking, and with with Gwyn and Artorius's whole area. No, just I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just oh, gonna rules. get through Undead Burg and Blighttown. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take your medicine. Yeah, you have to eat um, your vegetables in these games. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so next question: um, If you had to, because I, I kind of have a feeling, I, I think, I think you've given people a feeling of like, well, maybe even given people a feeling of why it's kind of silly to ask for a ranking of these games. So I won't ask you that, but I will ask. Um, if you were to tell someone to start with one of these games, like you wanted to get someone into Soulsborne, where where would you tell them to start? Ah, uh, hmm. a good question. I uh, I would say like I would honestly. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes I think Bloodborne because it's like it, it eases you into a lot of the Souls mechanics, but sure, I would say like gameplay and like look wise, probably three. Even though three is okay. such a, I mean, three was my first Dark Souls game, but um, yeah, no, I just, I, I guess with three, it just, I've tried playing one like right after I had beaten Sekiro like the fifth time, and I was like, all right, I need to play something else, um, and right. it just, it like, it just like felt too off for me, mm-hmm. and now it like feels fine for me, like dude. Gameplay wise, it isn't the problem. It's just like you know, very clearly from like twelve years ago. Yeah, I think take, it, it even like it, it even like looked a little boxy for twelve years ago. But uh, <laughs> it, it's um, I don't three just felt very intuitive for me. Okay, and that yep. was right, that, that was after, of course, I had uh, I'd played um, Bloodborne, but uh, yeah, no, I. The upgrade system, I th- I feel like there are fewer upgrade system in Dark Souls Three is really really clear. very clear, like way clearer. You don't yeah. have as many just like bullshit items as you do in one. <laughs> True, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it, I, it, you're right. Like I guess it really does depend on. I, I think you're right, and I think you're thinking about it like in a in a normal person way. Like I think it's really easy to get to be like you know from softy and say like listen like what you need to play is dark souls one because it's like the weirdest one and it's hardest to get into and that's the only way you'll get into these games right but i think accessibility is actually like totally correct like i think that's like way better to kind of focus on if you want people to enjoy these games as opposed to like you know feel feel like isolated and alienated in the way that i felt it's sort of like you're not trusting the direction enough. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I still like very much got that feeling of like decay and isolation in DS3 starting sure. that one. Like I, I get that not everyone's going to like read the lore like I had before, but I 
I adequately, I adequately felt insignificant and in the face of enormous <laughs> decaying dead world. Okay, so last last specific question I have for you: What would you? So like you you have a pretty good handle on on. I, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and say, um, and if anyone wants to disagree with me, you know, you, you know where to find me. Um, uh, I think you have a pretty good handle on like how these games work in terms of their direction. Like, I, I think your argument about how they function on an aesthetic level to make you feel insignificant is as good as any I've heard. So the question I have for you is if you were tasked with making a Dark Souls 4 or some sort of new Soulsborne game. Do you have like an idea of where you'd set it and what the story would be about? Like, how would you follow this up and continue this vision? Um, I honestly, I would never make another Souls game because I feel like mm -hmm. the ending in Ring City is so. That's perfect. I don't feel like okay. you need anything else. And it's like it's not like an open and shut ending. I, I mean, I guess you could do something because, you know, of course, Sullivan and three was born in a painted world. It doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't all they're not really a catch all for curing all the bad things about humanity. But, you know, I guess you could do something there. You could have somebody evil pop up in a painted world. Sometimes you just get a bad seed after all. But uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot you could do with like another Sekiro game. I feel like it's super mm, open. Yeah. Like if you choose to, you know, do the homecoming ending, there is an entire game you can have where uh you're escorting the divine heir to the land of the dragon. Um, yep. Oh, there you go. It's like, you're still in the middle of the Sengoku period. There's a lot you could do. There's a lot of unexplored stuff. You could do a game that takes place before. Like there was all this stuff about Tomoe. I'm surprised there wasn't Tomoe DLC. I am too. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, yeah, they got, I, I hope they do something with that. I do too. It's such a neat. Yeah. Like Tomoe, there is so much stuff about Tomoe in the way that there's stuff about Artorias. You know, even I'm pretty like early mid game in DS1 and it's like you still see stuff about like Artorias and the Knights of Gwyn pop up and you got to do that. Yeah, right, exactly. And like it's it it's just as I, I imagine doing the Tomoe stuff would be just as rewarding. No, that's that, that that makes a lot of sense. I think that's uh yeah, that's good. So uh, like um let me ask you, uh, so like just to, to kind of close things off and then anything you want to you want to end with, I I've kept you for about an hour. I, I try very hard not to keep people for too much longer than that. But because, uh, you know, it's just it's just cruel after a little bit. Um, but uh, what like so like you're, you're almost through the playable Souls games. You, 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 the end is in sight. Um, and of course, there's replays and stuff like that. Like, but how does this like how has playing these games like or has I mean, you could say it hasn't. Um, how has playing these games like changed the way that you kind of approach gaming or, or even like thinking about it as like sort of like a, a pastime or like hobby or, or something that you engage with, um, either in terms of like, you don't have to think about it in terms of art if you don't want to, but like you could, or just a hobby or like whatever, like how does, how has it changed like the way you approach it? Honestly, it, um, it's not a new thing for, it brings me back to sort of how I used to think about them. Like when I was a kid mm. and I would play more single player games, you know, as I got cool. older and I got a PC again after like over a decade of not having one, I ended up playing like a lot of Counter-Strike and stuff like that, like online competitive shooters because, you know, that's what my friends are playing and that obviously can be really fun. 
But playing these games has made me rediscover what a great single player game can feel like. Mm. But it's sort of a, it's unfortunately sort of like a double edged sword a bit because not every game is going to feel this. Like this type of single player experience is very rare. And I mean, this yeah. specific kind, well, there's only one company I know that makes like this specific kind of experience. <laughs> like, I, and I've tried, very true. I've tried playing like God of War and it's just like, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, I mean, there's parrying. The combat is like reasonably challenging in some parts, but it's just, it's not the same. I'm sorry. Like Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. same thing. It's like, there's all this, I think the combat's really fun. The game's absolutely beautiful, but it's just like, it just feels soulless after this. Good, good use of words. Uh, yeah, no, I think like, I think the, you know, like again, something that I keep coming back to in this conversation is like, one of the one of the things that I like about your reading of these games is like it gives a lot of credit to the direction. It gives a lot of credit to like this game has a uh, an idea. This game has like this studio has an idea. Like there there is like a an aesthetic plan going on here, and like it's not just hard. It's not just like you know frustrating or whatever there's like actually a story and an aesthetic that's going on that you have to kind of work out and like to to imagine that that's true is like you do have to sort of say like well there's kind of a from soft game and if that's your favorite kind of game then you better hope they make more yeah i mean thank god people are buying them um yeah no that's <laughs> yeah i mean when it comes down to it that i think the way they tell stories is it's more impressive than a lot of games that have very involved cutscenes and directly give you everything because like well there clearly is like a lore bible somewhere in Romsaw, somewhere in Miyazaki's office. Oh sure. And there's clearly like pages and pages and enough stuff that could fill up like you know, eight hours of cutscenes per game if they wanted. But the fact that it's doled out like this means that they want you to experience it like you are there, like you are in Lothric or Bulletaria or any of these places. Right. And that's that type of thing, that kind of very careful touch with directing and nudging people along is it's really hard to play other things after that. It's really hard (laughs) to play another like single player action RPG. Well, I'll let you know if I find any that 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 stack up. I I will admit I I'm always chasing that high of like of like playing Dark Souls for the first time or playing Bloodborne. It's like it is, it's very particular. It's very like I don't know. It's just so well done. The the um, thing that I think is and, so amazing about it is like, even in Sekiro, like I mean with Sekiro, just because I hadn't played a game like that in a while. Mm-hmm. But it, there was still, like, this initial period, like, definitely like, the first two hours where it's like, okay, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yes. like wait, wait, what? Like, am I not supposed to go there? Like, what the fuck? Like, wait, why does this button do this? This is so weird and, like, feels off, especially with Bloodborne. Because, like, I really felt like it was going to feel normal for me after Sekiro. And then... It does not. No, Sekiro to Bloodborne. I'm glad you also did that because that is, like, the most troubling 
shift you can make. Like it, it like your brain sort of sh like snaps when you have to wait. Like, wait, hold it's on. It's troubling on a technical standpoint, but I feel like they're both so fast that eventually your brain yeah. picks up Bloodborne quicker than you would Souls if you're going directly from. Uh, that, that's fair. That's fair. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's just quick in a different way. Like it is clunkier for sure, but it's like I don't know. That's why I don't consider myself like amazing at Bloodborne. Like. It definitely was harder for me to beat like bosses like Ludwig than it should have been, mm -hmm. and uh, Abritas, uh, like I had to use summon for her. But like for the humanoid fights, there was so much Sekiro in my in my blood that those were like surprisingly like every time there was a hunter fight, like great. But um, oh yeah, I I pissed I pissed off the people I was streaming with who were like Bloodborne, the people who had played Bloodborne a lot because I uh, I one shotted. Um, uh, Father Gascoigne. And they were just like, how the hell do you... Like, no, no one does that. You, like, you bang your head against this for an hour. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Gascoigne's I just, an but I could not. awesome fight. It's great. It's a it's a great fight. I just I just beat it the first time. I like, but Bloodstained Beast, I was oh, there for... Oh, that forever. almost made me quit. Ever. I hated that. I was so mad. But once... That was perfect. Talk about great directing. Losing the Bloodstarred Beast probably about 20 times and then finally getting it is what made me realize like, oh, there's a different way that you play this game. So with an emphasis on like iframe rolling and like strafing, yep. strafing yep. a character model like this. And it's like after that, it was like pretty smooth sailing. There are obviously like I fought Sister Frida in Souls at like soul level like 80, like probably way before I should have. At least like mm -hmm. ten levels before I should have, but yeah, that's that's pushing it. But it's like, yeah, if I was able to do that, you know, Bloodborne directed me in the right way. Uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Um, it's show don't tell in a certain way. Like, it, yeah. it is a game where like you have to be willing to like you have to be willing to kind of like, well, I mean, you have to be willing to like have the time to put the you have to have the time to put in. And you have to have the interest. But, like, if you're there and you play it long enough, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I get what this is trying to tell me. Yeah. Like I, 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 you bang your head against the wall enough and you're just like, okay, I understand what I'm looking at here. I understand what you are directing me to do. I think I'm pretty sure I can get there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I really hope fucking Elden Ring comes out. That's all I can say. <laughs> It's not good that they have uh, old George R. R. Martin working on it. King king of having stuff not come out. Yeah. But, uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, FromSoft has a pretty good track record of things coming out. They do. But it, I mean, that's yeah. true. They've been pumping stuff out forever. But, like, yeah, with him, um, that doesn't help. Did you see that whole thing about, like, the GameStop cardboard display? No, I didn't. <laughs> what is that it's about? Like, there's, of course, been, like, no news or, like, trailer of Elden Ring for, like, almost, like, two years now. And then, like, someone was like, guys, I, I was at this GameStop and look. And it was, like, just a coming soon placard for Elden Ring. Oh, and it's like, that's we don't so have any. Depressing. Like, we had, like, so much Dark Souls 3 shit by now. At this stage this, in this is what we've been brought to. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, I'm still living off of the trailer that they showed, like, two years ago. It wasn't even a trailer. It was just, like, some screenshot. Did you see the uh, leaked trailer that's on YouTube? No, it's just a phone that. recording of a guy's desk. And I want to believe it's real. 
So you are crouching and you are uh you can jump without running it. But of course they show oh, wow. apparently they showed crouching in DS3 materials, so no. <laughs> and then they just took it all back. Yeah. No crouching for anyone. God. Yeah, I don't yeah. It will come out. I don't know this year. I wish it would, but yeah. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, I don't think it's going to come out until more people can have um PS5. That's a good point. I mean, I That's it. a good point. The fucking yeah. Bitcoin people. I think people. they're going to wait. That's yeah. very Cuz they they want to sell it and like they've already they're they're seeing what happens when like I mean, Blue Point did the did the Demon Souls one, but like you know, you're looking at like what's happening with these games, and they're just you know dying on the vine in some ways because no one can. Yeah, play because them. the they're fucking Bitcoin people. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, those people. Yeah, it's no, like, like anyone who mines, but like it, you should one hundred thousand percent be in prison for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm coming. I'm coming around on your presidential campaign. I got to admit, yeah. I know I've I know I've sort of been skeptical in the past, but this is this is pretty. I'm not one of those like you know AOC or like Sean McElwood type people who's like Biden's actually great, but like if he like imprisoned everyone who does Bitcoin stuff, I would be. I would <laughs> give money to him, not even his campaign. <laughs> Just like set Venmo him. Yeah, because it's like, like we're yeah. literally not getting Elden Ring in time because of these fucking assholes. So they can make like thirteen dollars a day running eight computers. <laughs> like fuck off. God. Yeah, it's bad, man. It it, it sucks. Like I, ah, oh, god, the, like the, yeah, just yeah. I I don't want to get started. Anyone, anyone who's horrible. like, if you see someone with Bitcoin in their bio or name, that's a pedophile. <laughs> Why else would you have it? You can buy drugs just by like being friends with the people. What's the other thing about Bitcoin? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that or murders and, like, really all you're doing no there one's is, a hit, like, man. giving some... Everyone know, who's well, ever said they're a hit, man, is, a liar like, an undercover, undercover cop. A liar, yeah. yeah. The other part, yeah, I, I always thought undercover cop, and then I, I was listening to something the other day where they're like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, the murders you'd buy off of the back of uh, Soldier of Fortune magazine. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, those people are out there, too, that say they'll do it, and then, like, clearly will yeah, not. Yeah, just complete liars. Yeah, exactly. You're just you're just doing something for yourself. Then yeah. you're just showing that you would pay the money. God. Um, well, thanks for doing this, man. My thanks pleasure. for being here. Uh, it's always really nice to get to talk to you. I um I feel like when um when the book comes out, I'm going to to um I I I want to talk to you about my takes, and I don't want to reveal them because obviously I want people to purchase the book when it comes out. But I feel like the Metal Gear Solid chapter and the Dark Souls chapter. I don't think you're going to dislike them, but I think I think they might be a little divisive, and I, I'm interested in working out our differences on that. I'm excited to see um, them. I'm excited to return for yeah. those. I would, yeah, no, I mean uh, that, that, and that's the second thing. Like I would, uh, yeah, maybe in the lead up, maybe right after, but yeah, you got to come back before, yeah, you know, absolutely, years again. Um, since like your your, <laughs> you know your your uh, your Metal Gear Solid episode is one people still talk about, and it's like one of like the first thirty. So um, yeah, no, you're you're you're. More than always welcome. What is um, you guys have a lot of stuff coming up, right? Chapo does, you do. What uh, are we you, what have are a live show? That? I mean, we have the Stitcher show. Everyone pretty much knows about that. Um, but yeah, no, we have a live show on. Fuck, when is? <laughs> when is this? <laughs> it's tonight. Oh God, when is this? I mean, it's easy to find on our show account because like we always 
I even know who has the login for that anymore, or like who got it verified <laughs> or anything. But banner the 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 art for it, like the art not not for the show account. The, the art for the show account is cool too, but the uh, the art for the show, like the 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 um live cast looks incredible. All right, let me see. I'm trying to remember what day it is. Or the, <laughs> not even on the Twitter. I don't know. Like ask Chris when, when it is. If you're out there and Everyone you want to watch DM'd it, Chris. <laughs> I can't find it. I like. I don't know. I thought it would be like the first thing on the Twitter, and it's not. I don't know. Like, is it like so? Who has the? Who's like running the Twitter now? But like, just someone who does not want you to succeed. Well, it's it's um, either like me or like Will or Chris who's doing it, and they didn't retweet this, and it's not me. So it leaves two people who didn't do this. Let's see. Um, confident. Oh man. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, it, I saw the, I saw the, the art for it, and it looked badass. So, um, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? Since we're, we're still on, I'm gonna. I know Will tweeted some art from. Oh, wait, wait. I think I see it. It's. I think Will has it as his pin tweet. Once again, the king, the king is home. Um, right. Okay. It's. Uh, it is next Saturday. Uh, but it was next Saturday on the 16th, so that would be the first. Okay, the first. yeah. Wait, no, it's wait, um, no, it's in June. Oh, why did it say next Saturday? Oh, till next Saturday. That's yeah, when pre-sale yeah. ends. Excuse me. So it's uh, it's yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> June fifth. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, yeah, it's sooner than I thought, guys. Uh, I was yeah, about June to 5th, say, Chapo. Every time I die, we hate movies. Zola Jesus, Pom Pom Squad, Tinder Live, throwing fits, Downtown Boys, everyone's fave, Episode One. Uh, uh, stay inside. So yeah, I mean, this is like, this will be a, a jam. Like I, uh, just like the headliners alone. Um, everyone should check it out. And you can go to uh, uh, frqncy dot live slash frqncy one to get your tickets. Um, so yeah, man, that sounds cool. And uh, I mean, obviously, you know, listening to to what you put out. And uh, I know, no, I'm not alone. Thanks for thanks for all the all the good stuff. Thank you. No, thank you too. No, no, anytime. Uh, well, yeah, no, come back soon, and uh, yeah, catch you soon. Absolutely, talk to you soon. See you, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge, or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.